Hey friend, welcome to the Self-Care Isn't Selfish podcast. I'm your host, Emily Nichols. As a Whole30 certified coach, wife, busy working boy mom, and your self-care guru, I'm here to help you start putting yourself first without the guilt. Each week you'll hear motivating and practical tips on how you can create a habit of self-care through interviews with my amazing guests or quick solo episodes with me. After each episode, you'll walk away with an action plan and feel empowered to implement what you have learned into your life. So grab a cup of coffee, glass of wine, or your favorite sparkling water, and let's do this. Hey gang, welcome back to the show. It's Emily. You're listening to episode 28 of the Self-Care Isn't Selfish podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to make sure you are subscribing to the show so you're getting notifications every week when we drop a new episode, especially over this next month. I am going to have some exciting announcements coming and I don't want you to miss it. So make sure you're subscribing and make sure to give me a follow over on Instagram at emilynichols22 or at the Self-Care Isn't Selfish podcast. Today, my guest is Rachel Rivera. She is another fellow Whole30 certified coach and overall amazing human. We are talking all about morning routines and evening routines and how you can take these habits into rituals in your self-care routine and making them so internal that you don't even have to think about them anymore. Sounds pretty magical, right? It does take some steps to get there, though, and Rachel's going to help us get there. So let me tell you a little bit about Rachel. Like I said, she's a fellow Whole30 certified coach in the Southern Connecticut area, and she's also a piano teacher and is in the process of studying to get her personal training certification. So she found Whole30 while struggling with in infertility and she just really wanted to optimize her health naturally. She really started digging into a few different resources and she'll share some of those with us today in the show. And she can, she just really relates to women struggling with infertility, but she loves to coach anyone and really just help them on their journey to finding better health. We talk a lot about what her evening routine looks like, what her morning routine looks like. And this is so important game. According to research, it could take two to eight months to start a habit. I know a lot of you hear all the time, oh, it takes 21 days to start a new habit or 30 days, but it takes a lot longer (laughs) than that according to habit research. However, when you are able to establish a routine, it really sets the tone for your day. And if you look up some of the most successful people in the world, they have an amazing morning routine, a self-care routine, if you will, to really help them get going with the day. So Rachel and I are going to dig into a little bit deeper about how you can start this new habit of a morning and evening routine and how that can be the most ultimate form of self-care. Make sure you stick around to the end of the episode. As always, I'll have my biggest takeaways for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with my friend, Rachel Rivera. Welcome back to the Self-Care Isn't Selfish podcast. I'm so excited to introduce you to my friend and fellow Whole30 certified coach, Rachel Rivera. Rachel, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Emily. I love your podcast and I'm really, really excited to be doing this today. Oh, thank you. I so appreciate you being a guest. So as you know, I ask all of my guests this question to start off. Rachel, what does self-care mean to you? So to me, self-care is really just small, mostly small 
choices that you can make every day just to make yourself feel better and be your best. Um, really not a whole like, you know, this big event, you know, spa day, whatever. To me, it's just a series of small choices, really just setting yourself up to feel your best and be your best. Absolutely. And I think people need to realize, you know, it's the small things that really compound and add up over time. That way you're not getting so overwhelmed. Right, right. Because if you think it's this whole big project you need to work on, it is overwhelming, but really just starting small is, I think, the best way to go. Absolutely. Well, let's get to know you a little bit better. Can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, kind of your story and how you got to where you are now? Sure. So I um, got married five years ago and I had kind of had my interest peaked in healthy living a little bit, um, but it's definitely not how I grew up. And when we had started trying to get pregnant, was not going anywhere, no results, nothing. So I really started um, looking into different um, health and wellness leaders and what they were saying for hormone health, because I had had hormone issues in the past, so I kind of figured it was a play again. Um, and I came across uh, wellnessmama.com, and I just like ate it up. I was just reading all of her articles, um, really wanted to dive into a healthy lifestyle, and um, I wasn't really getting the results I wanted with my hormones quickly, so I decided to just jump head first, do a Whole30. I really didn't know too much about the program, but once I heard about it, I, I think I started within like two days. Like I was just like, I'm going for it. <laughs> so I jumped right in. Um, and what was really great was my husband supported me so much. He did it with me, which was a huge help, just having that um, support with me. And so we did the Whole30, and I felt like that was kind of a turning point just to show myself that I can be healthy. I don't have to, you know, give in to every, all the foods or the unhealthy choices all the time. And it just, honestly, I think my interest just kept growing and growing and growing. And I became a coach in April of um, this year, 2019, and then just kind of started my blog and the services and everything. And currently, um, I am just really passionate about infertility and that topic. And I love Whole30 coaching, and I'm also going after my um, physical training certification, which will be adding kind of the next thing to the game. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. Yes, I love it. Mind and body. Your story is so similar to mine. My husband and I did our first Whole30 together as well. And after we were done, I was just like, I can take on the world. I can do yes. anything because I did the Whole30. <laughs> kind of yes. empowered. Right. It really makes you feel like... I don't know. It goes beyond food. It gives you, at least for me, a huge sense of confidence. And I know it did for my husband too, just feeling like more in control, more, you know, you're in charge of your choices. It's incredible how it really does go beyond just the food. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that. So like you said, it's going beyond the food and a lot of the whole 30 is changing your habits. So, and I know the big topic of discussion we wanted to talk about today was your routine. So morning and evening routines. So can you tell us a little bit about what your routines look like to help you, you know, be your best self? Sure. So I've gotten pretty consistent with my morning and nighttime routines. Um, I was never really good at going to bed on time and actually prioritizing my sleep. And then I knew I was paying for it the next day. So I'm going to start with a nighttime routine just because I feel like that's so important. It sets you up for the next day so much. 
Um, so first I'm really, and I'm still working on it, but I'm really trying to be firm on my bedtime and not going too far beyond that. Um, so for me, like I go to bed at 10 every night, but before then, um, I am like a list person. I like to get everything done. So I try to make sure I get as much done as I can at least 30 minutes before my bedtime. That leaves me time to relax, not be worrying about everything I did or didn't get done. So for me, 30 minutes prior, I usually do something light like reading. Um, I try to stay off my phone. That's not always happening, but um, the phone, it just really, it keeps your brain going. So I try to just do reading in the last 30 minutes. Also, about an hour or two before um, 10 o'clock, I use blue blockers, um, the blue blocking glasses, um, because they help your brain stop taking in that blue light, stop taking, stop thinking that it's daylight and, or daytime, um, because the phones and screens can simulate daylight. So getting the blue blockers on, we've also put some uh, red lights in our um, regular lamps just around our bed. So that way it's kind of more simulating like a nighttime light, which is really, it helps you fall asleep. It really does. I didn't notice a difference right away, but overall I definitely have. Um, and then I also stop eating two hours before bed. The reason being is um, I just but researching that it keeps your digestion going all night yeah. and your digestive organs don't have a chance to relax and to get their rest that they need. So two hours before bed is pretty much my cutoff time. And it doesn't always happen because I uh, teach piano lessons late some nights. So sometimes it just is what it is. But for the most part, when I can, um, I definitely cut it off before two hours before. I still drink water, um, you know, liquids or whatever, fine, but not anything like sugary or juice, pretty much just stick with water or tea. Um, and that's pretty much my bedtime routine, just <clears throat> starting those things early and then cutting it all off 30 minutes before bedtime and just really relaxing in that time. That way when it hits 10 o'clock, I'm ready to just shut everything off. And then one more thing I wanted to hit was that um, with my phone, when it cuts to 9.30, 10 o'clock, I always put it on airplane mode. <laughs> Reason oh, being, is I don't want anybody contacting me. I don't want anything stress, you know, last second text, you know, that stresses me or now I have this new responsibility and most things can wait till the morning. Um, you know, even at my job, there's been times where I wake up in the morning and I see a text from the night before someone asking me to cover or to do this or do that. And I'm just glad I didn't have to deal with that all before bed. It really puts you in a time, you know, a, a mood where you can just focus on getting to bed nothing else really matters. Most things can wait till the morning. So, well, and I think a lot of times you would probably maybe start mindlessly scrolling like Instagram or Facebook as well, just because it's natural just to go to that app and just open it up. Yeah. Yeah. Cause once you start, it's like a, you know, bottomless pit. It doesn't stop. It's addictive. It's addictive. It is. Yeah. So you set yourself up for a good night's rest, feeling good. So then we turn to your morning routine. What does that look like? So the morning is um, more busier, definitely less relaxing. Um, I'm really big about getting up at the same time every day. That's one thing um, I learned from Sean Stevenson. He does the Model Health Podcast. And I read his book on sleep. It was so impressive. Um, Definitely my favorite book that I read last year in 2018. 
uh, just really made an impact on me. And he talks about, you know, keeping your bedtime and wake time as consistent, but the wake time is the more important one. If you had to choose, that's the one to stick with. So I um, have my alarm go off at six, so I'm aiming for about eight hours. And I just make myself get up. It's really not easy, but it's gotten easy the more I do it. Um, it's just one of those things. And I personally, I go right to meditation. I started a meditation practice by Emily Fletcher. Um, she wrote a book called Stress Less, Accomplish More. And that was also a life-changing book. I read those both last year and I was so impressed with both of them. Um, so her book teaches the Ziva technique, which, um, you know, you can find that online. And that's something that I do right away when I wake up. Um, takes me about 15 minutes. And then when I'm done, my husband and I both are up and we get ready. We go right to the gym. Thankfully, we live really close, so we can be in the gym around 6.30-ish. And then uh, we set a time frame. It's usually 30, 45 minutes um, where we work out and then we come back and really just get ready for our day. So the morning is, it's much um, like shorter, like there's not as much to go into there, but I'm really consistent with it. And I think that's the key, honestly, just sticking with it. Now, how are these evening and morning routines really just part of your self-care? A huge part. I've just noticed that um, really prioritizing my sleep and prioritizing um, the schedule of it has just help me feel calmer because I'm one, I'm getting more sleep. So that's huge. But then two, just kind of knowing that this, this time, this is what I do and sticking with it. Um, there's always going to be, you know, activities or requests to do this or do that. And I've said no to some of them, but I feel so much better when I do, to be honest. I just think it's a form of self-care sometimes saying no to certain activities even if it's just going to interfere with my bedtime. And I know that sounds like an old lady thing to say, <laughs> but <laughs> it's true. Even just saying no to some of these things, if they're not important to you, because you know that by sticking to your routine, it's going to help you feel your best and be your best. So that's, I think it in a nutshell, really is self-care. Yeah. How's that saying go? Oh yeah, all things are possible with coffee and mascara. <laughs> well, that's certainly true for me and I love to have my coffee every morning after my workout and I don't really leave the house without mascara. So my fellow blondies, I know you feel me on this. But gang, check it out. Having my coffee every morning is part of my self-care routine and I always take my coffee blended with nut pods and coconut oil. So Nut Pods is a dairy-free creamer. It's made from a blend of almond butter and coconut cream. I love the French vanilla flavor. It's my favorite. It's super yummy, super smooth, but even better, it's Whole30 approved. So gang, head on over to nutpods.com and use the code EMILYNICHOLS22 to get 15% off your first order of Nut Pods. That's EMILYNICHOLS22, E-M-I-L-Y-N-I-C-H-O-L-S-22. And let me know once you receive your Nut Pods what your favorite flavor is and how you take your coffee. So remember, just head on over to nutpods.com. I thrive on my morning routine. Like, and if I don't get it done, I'm kind of grumpy and I feel like <laughs> I'm behind the rest of the day. And I almost just feel like 
I haven't accomplished anything yet that day if I am not able to get in my morning routine for some reason. Absolutely. Yes. I know that at least for us living in Connecticut where it's so cold in the winter, it's really hard to get up and go to the gym, but I really feel like when I miss it, like something's not complete. I just feel like I'm more sluggish. Like I just am not myself going through the day. So it definitely sets you up for the whole day. It's just to be your best self. Absolutely. Now, what suggestions would you give our listeners to start creating their own evening and morning routine? I would start off by setting your bedtime and wake time. Um, because once you have that down, you can really plan everything else around it. You know, you can see what do you have time for? Um, you can see what you want to prioritize in those time frames. So definitely start off picking what time you're going to go to bed um, and wake up. And not everybody needs eight hours, but whatever works for you, you know, play around with it. Um, start. I would definitely start there. That's easy enough. Now, we talked earlier, it can get maybe a little overwhelming if you're thinking or, you know, just watching other people on social media, because I think morning routine especially is a really hot topic to see people like, oh, I'm getting up. I drank like, you know, 20,000 ounces of water. I went to the gym. I meditated. I got myself ready for the day. I did this. I did that. And I think some people may look at that and be like, there ain't no way I'm getting all that um, so I think you kind of have to figure out what works best for you and kind of do some trial and error with it. Yes. And also I think it's so important to realize that this doesn't happen overnight. Like whatever you're seeing on Instagram, it probably didn't happen overnight. It probably was one thing of those things at a time. Like I said, when I started really researching this, a few years ago and just devouring like the wellness mama website and all these other sites. I was so like, I just want to do this all right now, like every single one of these things, but just realizing that it's more sustainable to start with one or two things at a time. Otherwise you will get overwhelmed. So just really nail down those things. And then that leaves you, um, the energy, really the energy just to keep going and to continue and try something else. See if this works, then, Another thing too, just not everything works for everyone else. So it may sound really good for someone else to get up in the morning and go to the gym, but that may not work for you. You might need to go later in the day or go every other day or whatever it is. So just kind of really seeing what works for you and starting small, I think is so helpful. Well, I'm thinking about what season of life you're in. So I got up at 435 this morning and I went and ran with some of my girlfriends. Um, but probably six, seven years ago, I would have never got up that early because my kids were really little. Maybe they were getting up at night. I wasn't getting good quality sleep and there was just no way I was going to get up that early and do it. But now it works within my routine or maybe, you know, you have a job change and you have to be at work super, super early and you're not able to, you know, do as long of a routine as you'd like to in the morning. So I think you have to think about that as well and know that it can change. Oh, absolutely. That's a really good point too. Um, cause I know even thinking of some of my sisters with kids, like the things that I do in the morning, they probably wouldn't be able to do in the morning. And same with, you know, a night and bedtime routine. It's just different seasons of life. So <clears throat> just figuring out 
you know, what you can do right now, even if it's not, I guess, quote unquote, as glamorous as someone else or as Instagram worthy as someone else, it's still something that works for you that you can um, settle in and just find some form of self-care with. Mm -hmm. Now your evening and morning routine, do you check off every single box every single day? Does it happen the same every single day? (laughs) Um, I will say with the morning for the most part, which is surprising. um, I think just having my husband and I on the same page, like we're both going to go to the gym. That's really helpful to be able to get it done with the nighttime. Not as much. (laughs) Um, I try my best to be consistent with it. However, for example, if someone really wants to get together and the only time they can is at night and that's something that is important to me, then I might stay out later and therefore go to bed later. Or um, also, you know, studying right now for my certification. So I'm putting more effort into that and studying longer a little bit at night. So really just, it doesn't always happen. I give it my best. However, things come up and I'm kind of switching my priorities are a little bit around this time. So it's just kind of depends on the time of year um, and what's going on really. Yeah. I mean, like you said, that's so important to prioritize what's important, but also just putting yourself first and saying no to things because you know, that's not going to serve you right now or in the morning as well too. (laughs) Absolutely. Right. And it's really hard for me at least to say no to people. Um, But I've just realized that when I get my rest that I need and it's, it's just, honestly, it's life-changing just feeling like, okay, you're functioning at your best, you're feeling your best. So then you can start to kind of connect the dots and see that this is important. That's not as important right now. And just learning to say no to those things can be such a form of self-care too. Absolutely. Well, and just like we were talking about, it's building new habits and saying no is building a new habit and learning to say that with confidence and not feeling bad about it. And, you know, your evening and morning routine, it will take time to develop that habit and you may have to tweak it here and there to what works for you, but it's all about just habit formation and putting new healthy habits in your life to feel good. Yes, absolutely. And they're not always easy to start too. Um, Like when you first start, all right, I'm going to go to bed at this time. You know, it it can really be a a trial to do it, especially if you're not used to it. Um, But just over time, you know, that's something I want to stress just that over time, you can work and build these new habits that may not happen right away. Um, but just keep at it for sure. Well, you think of it this way. There's a reason we have a bedtime for kids. You know, they're on a set schedule. Mm-hmm. They go to bed at a certain time. They get up a certain time every morning for school. Why not have a bedtime for yourself as an <laughs> adult? Because obviously with kids, you know, they need their rest. They need to, you know, be ready for the day. And it's the same thing for us. So true. And I never, I, I haven't really thought of it like that, but that's so true. Like we have kids go to bed at a certain time, but as soon as we become adults, we're kind of like, all right, forget that. <laughs> and then we pay for it to be quite honest. So that's a really good point. What if someone was to say to you like, Rachel, there's no way I could get up early. I'm a night owl. I stay up to like one or two. <laughs> in the middle of the night, getting work done, studying for my PT and, you know, reading books and doing this because that's the only time I have and there's no way I can get up early. What would you say to them if they were 
in that situation? <laughs> I think it's all about priorities because I used to be the same. Like I could never get up in the morning. Um, what's actually funny is someone at a, a gym was trying to get me and my husband to sign up. This was like a few years ago. And we were like, no, we don't have the time. And they said, listen, we all have 24 hours in a day. Yeah. We all have that time. And they went kind of like went through our schedule with us. And they were like, you have time here. You have time there. And it was eye-opening. And I'm thinking, what am I doing with my time? <laughs> so I think really just seeing what your priorities are. And I mean, I wouldn't say across the board, but I would say like 99% of the time you can shift things in your schedule. You absolutely can. So even just seeing like, all right, I don't have to do this. I could be doing this and really shift it and see where it takes you because I'm sure there's something you could be doing to get the sleep that you need and get up and do certain things. Yeah. Well, I think it's what you're telling yourself as well. I used to always be like, I'm such a night owl. I hate getting up early. I would never do that. And then this morning I get up at 4:35 in the morning <laughs> to go run. It's ridiculous. Um, but I think it's what you're telling yourself in your mind as well. I mean, I know there's going to be seasons of life where you do not need to get up that early. Um, but I think it's what you're telling the story you're telling yourself too. That's true. Cause then it's in your subconscious and you start to believe it. Um, yeah, definitely. Even just shifting your mind frame and your, your mindset, you know, what can I be doing? And I think too, once you want something, you're going to go after it. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, prioritizing what you want and then telling yourself, I can fit this in. I can get this done and seeing where it takes you. Yeah. I mean, if you're breeding negativity in your mind saying, I am this, I am that, or I cannot, or I cannot do this, it's going to just manifest more negativity. So might as well flip the script. Absolutely. That's so true. Just, you know, even thinking about gratitude practices, which is part of the meditation that I do is um, thinking of something I'm grateful for almost first thing in the morning and it really, over time, you know, you're going to find yourself starting to think, oh, you know, what am I grateful for? And it really can shift your mindset. So just putting those things in your head every day, it really does make a difference. Absolutely. I think these are such healthy habits for people to adopt. And like I said before, it's just trial and error, figuring out what works best for you. So this has been such a great conversation, Rachel. Thank you so much for taking the time. Where can everyone find you and connect with you online? So my Instagram handle is at the clean happy life. And then if they want to find my website where I do um, once a week blog posts and recipes, and I also send out a once a week newsletter, I promise I do not spam you. It's just once a week. They can find me at www.thecleanhealthylife.com. Awesome. I love it. And I'll make sure to include in the show notes, a couple of links to the books that you referenced, because I think I might check those out too. It sounds amazing. Definitely. I'm so excited. Um, I'm also going to be publishing a list of the, all the books I read this year. So, um, I love reading. It's really just definitely check them out if you're listening. Awesome. Another healthy habit to adopt for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, Rachel, thanks so much for taking the time. I think our listeners are going to get a lot out of this conversation. That was a lot of fun. Thank you, Emily. I appreciate awesome. it. Thanks, Rachel. Gang, I hope you really enjoyed this conversation as much as I did with Rachel. And like I mentioned in the episode, I will make sure to include links in the show notes to the books that Rachel referenced because I think they're so, so important and could be really vital. So let's talk about a few of my biggest takeaways. 
So number one, I'm going to focus on one of the things that I know I need to do more in my evening routine, and that's turn off the phone before bed or just put it on airplane mode, which was a really great suggestion from Rachel. You know, at least 30 minutes to an hour before you're going to bed. You know, a year ago, my husband and I, when we were looking at our goals um, and just personal goals with each other and strengthening our relationship, we were like, we need to stop watching TV on the couch every night after we put the boys to bed because we usually, well, I, me, usually fall asleep on the couch and then I have to drag myself upstairs and brush my teeth and go to bed. Now we go right to bed and watch TV in our room, but we still have our phones in the room and still mindlessly scrolling, text messages still coming through. And I think it would be a really great opportunity for us to connect even deeper by, you know, we just went through the whole, every single season of The Office, which was really fun. But when you're up close with technology like that, right in your face, like your phone, I think it's a really great idea, like Rachel said, to turn it off or put it on airplane mode and then give you more time to connect personally with somebody or, you know, get your mind ready for bed versus having that bright light in your, in your face and having a hard time going to sleep. My second biggest takeaway is one of the things that I love to do in my morning routine, and I love to stress it, as you know so much on the show, is adding some type of form of meditation or prayer to your morning routine. Now, this can look however you want. You can use an app like Calm or Headspace or use a book. You can record yourself leading you through a mindful meditation. You can find stuff on Spotify. I found some really great meditation music that I really, really like. Sometimes it's a little woo-woo for me and I have to skip to the next song. But I think starting your day in quiet and meditation and setting your intention for the day is a really, really, really strong um bullet point to add to your self-care routine in the morning. And just like how I mentioned, you know, having the phone right in your face right before you're going to bed, why check your phone first thing when you get up in the morning? Set it aside. If there's something really important, someone's going to be able to get a hold of you. But starting the day with some type of meditation or quietness, I think is a really, really great thing to add to your self-care routine. And lastly, this kind of goes hand in hand. There is, we'll say three and four. <laughs> the first one is saying no to things so you can stick to your routine. So like Rachel mentioned, sometimes she may be asked to go do something and stay out a little bit later and she would adjust her wake up time according to that if you're able to. You know, it's okay to say no to things if they're going to disrupt your self-care routine and just overall not make you feel good. However, if you feel like this is something that will bring you ultimate joy, you can adjust your routine, then I totally say go for it. But it is totally okay to say no so you can stick to your routine and feel your best. And my last and final tip is this is just trial and error. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, it could take two to eight months to form new habits. So start small and think of what works for you. And if it's not working for you, then get rid of it. Add something new. You don't have to be doing what your friend or whoever on a podcast or Instagram is saying that they're doing. This is very personal to you. So give it a shot. And like I mentioned, Over time, you're going to crave your self-care routine, your morning or evening routine. You're just setting yourself up for success. And when you're feeling in control of your day and starting your day and ending your day this way, you're always going to win. So make sure you check out the show notes so you can connect with Rachel online and on her website. Rach, I so appreciate you coming on the show. Gang, you know I always like highlighting 
fellow Whole30 certified coaches in our community. So make sure you give them a follow because they all give so many great tips on not only food freedom, but living your healthiest life and living out your food freedom. Make sure to leave a rating and review. You know, I say it every episode, but gang, we're moving up the charts so quickly and that's thanks to you. It takes less than a second to leave me five stars or or a written review, just a couple sentences if you're loving it. It's going to make the show so much easier for people to find. And the more people we're able to impact, the more people that are going to put themselves first and just be a happier, healthier world, right? So thanks again for listening. Go over to Instagram and give me a follow at Emily Nichols Tutu and at Self Care Isn't Selfish Podcast. Tag me and let me know your biggest takeaways and Rachel too. Until next time, gang, thank you again for listening. I love you all. And remember, self-care isn't selfish.